Hey guys, welcome back. It's Sarah and Narelle, your hopeless, not truthless Bravo recappers from the North. Please help us be a little bit less hopeless and a little more truthful by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Or if you really want to make our week, give us a five-star rating wherever it is that you're listening to us. We appreciate all of you so much. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at HopelessNotTruthlessPod and talk to us there. Apparently, Jenna was on Watch What Happens Live and Mm -hmm. she said her thorn of the season was the season itself. Hmm. So she's got good taste. Yeah. (laughs) And she refused to elaborate on the new ring she's wearing on her left finger on her left hand and gave nothing. So, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So I think she's done. Did she elaborate more on why she didn't like this season? I honestly don't know. I didn't watch it, but I heard about it. Oh, you heard this. Yes. Oh, I see. I see. Uh Uh-huh. Huh. That's interesting. I mean, obviously, we know what the ring means and that she's... And it's on her Instagram, pretty much, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think she's going to come back? No. No. Even in the finale, she was saying to, I think it was Abe and David, like, oh, everybody's so good at... Like being a housewife and saying things and doing things. And mm-hmm. I just, I don't like drama. I don't want to be around the drama. Yeah, I noticed that. I'm like, well, what the fuck are you doing here? Really, to promote her shit. So she's, oh, yeah. she's dropped a lot in my books. But they begged her, begged and pleaded her to come on the show. And obviously it's for status and the only... Well, I don't blame them because at the beginning of the season for at least probably the first half of it, all we had was Jenna, our combined love for Jenna. Everybody else sucked. Yeah. I hated Jessel to begin with. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I think they all got their footing that Jessel came out and raced ahead in this race. I think having Jenna on here was a good call, whoever scoped her out and got her on here, because I look back at those earlier episodes, and I don't know. Oh, my gosh. It was a very good call, but she didn't want to do it from the get-go. So Mm -hmm. I don't think she took it as a learning moment, let's put it that way. I mean, she's set. She's good. She's, She's on her way, you know. She doesn't, she doesn't need, need the show. This show, no, 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 no. It'll be weird if she comes back, but we shall see. Hey, how was your week this week? It was okay. Very yeah. Uh, uninspiring, to be honest. I, I didn't Ooh, do much. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In my life, it's just so thrilling. Um, no, I, I, I mean, things happen. My therapy. Uh, that I started yeah. a few weeks ago is going Are you loving it. You know what? It's going really well. I had a session oh, before the pod today and I cried. I cried. I really oh. cried. Yeah, it's getting emotional, wow. but very good. I already feel, um, hmm, what's the word? Like I have more tools to control the rage inside of my body. Equipped. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's well, fun. I hope you can let some rage out because I like some of your rage during the pod. Oh, girl, you know I will. Especially in this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the <laughs> one we need you for. How was your week? Maybe better than yours? I don't know. I got my infusion, so that's always a fantastic week for me. Um, so that was not yesterday, but the day before. Um, Yay, how do you feel? I always have a few days afterwards where I feel really tired, very fatigued. My pain level is a lot better, but it's almost like I'm too tired to enjoy it. Oh, God. Overall, a lot better. I'm going to head into my best week now. My post week, uh, my post infusion week is usually my happiest time of my life right now. But um, unfortunately, I got my period the day that I got my infusion. So that's really put a damper on things. Jesus. Are, is your period bad the whole seven days? Or when does it start to taper off? So I really only have, I don't know if I've even mentioned this on the pod. I think maybe I have. I have PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. I like the 
depths of mortar, like hell spews forth of my body for about three days of just absolute fucking hell. Mm -hmm. And then that's pretty much it. I have a very um, slow, gradual finish, crescendo to my period, but it's really only three days of like gore and horror. Um, Fair. Well, I think that might be as I'm aging too. Yeah. Getting shorter and shorter. Things change for sure. (laughs) For sure. They change. Gotta love those late 30s, baby. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm definitely looking forward to menopause. That sounds so fucking stupid because I know I'm going to get menopause and I'm going to hate it. But once you're on the other side of it, though. Yeah, but doesn't that take like 20 years? Oh, my God. I hope not. What? I'm pretty sure it takes a long. T- OK, 20 years might be a <laughs> bit of a I'm pretty sure it takes like a decade. Jesus. Hold on. I'm going to Google this. Keep talking, Sarah. Hi, everyone. I. <laughs> I just had a very traumatizing therapy session, so I'm a little fucked up today. How long does menopause? <laughs> wow, we're really endearing our listeners to us. Yeah, today. no kidding. How long does menopause take to complete? Up to ten years, or no? Perimon- perimenopause symptoms may start up to ten years before you enter menopause, and then upon entering the postmenopausal stage. Symptoms may continue for four to five years. So depending on who you are as a person, you could be going through (laughs) symptoms for 15 years. You know what's going to happen to both of us, right? Yeah. We're fucked. (laughs) I know. Basically, we get our periods at like 12, 13. I didn't get mine until I was like 14 or 15. But then we have one. Three weeks, two or three weeks of hell a year. That's or a month. That's how it works out for me. And yeah. then fifteen years of menopause, and then we die. Yes. That, did I get it right? Okay. Yes. Yes, you did. Good. Great. <laughs> yeah. Sounds really stoked. Like a good time. Anyway, um... Um, speaking speaking of good times, let's get into Roni hair before we start grossing out everybody. <laughs> I was going to say jovial rage is the theme of the day. Okay. Jovial yeah. rage. On to Roni. Season 14, episode 14. Connecticut. What is it? Connecticut. The dots. There we go. <laughs> so I only know this now from writing it in my notes. I have been spelling Connecticut wrong my whole life. Narell, same. I, I'm like, why do... Connecticut? 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 What the, what the... Why don't you guys pronounce it the way that it's spelled? Yeah, tell us, America. Because... <laughs> Please, somebody, illuminate. Connecticut. Connecticutting the dots. Connecticutting. Connecticutting. Connecticut. Or is it Connecticut? Have I been saying it wrong? So, wait. Now I'm thinking maybe I've just been saying Connecticut wrong my whole life. Is it Connecticut? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, we could ask Gooba. We could ask Gooba. I feel so stupid. Well, well, I'm gonna keep saying Connecticut. I am very much with you on that. Connecticut. I'm pretty sure it's Connecticut. Sounds so proper. Yeah. Somebody would have corrected me mm-hmm. by now. Correcuted me. <laughs> how, how often do you say Connecticut, Narelle? That's my question. I've probably said it like seven times in my life. <laughs> That's very interesting. That's seven opportunities to be corrected. 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 Oh, the sad thing is I didn't even really mean to do that one. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Okay, let's just get into this shit, because we got yeah, a lot to talk about. I'm starting to hurt my own brain. Me too. <laughs> oh, I have to just point out that I loved that Sai starts this episode off by talking about her mom. After last week, she screamed at Jessel, saying, I don't talk about my mom. If you really sit down and think about it, her entire storyline has been her mom, Jessel's mm-hmm. sex life, Jessel's marriage, and how hungry she is. So, obviously, Sai is 
kind of damaged, right? And she's hurting about the loss of her mom, which is so apparent. But she seemingly lacks a tremendous amount of empathy toward others. And it's really, really hard for me to get past, especially what happens at the end of this episode. Give me a break. I mean, she kind of did try to warn us, though, in her opening tagline. She said she's a bad apple, but she meant it in the badass way. I think, inadvertently, she actually meant it, you know, she's rotten. She's bruised and soft. Sai is very soft. She's like one of those mushy, mealy apples that fell off a tree and you might feed to like a hungry horse on the other side of a fence, like your neighbor's fence. But okay, so <laughs> before we get to Sai and her bad apple and her mom, we've got to talk about Uba and Aaron meeting for a bumper car date where Aaron got to share one more little microaggression about how they're going to have some fun together, but not with their hands. Because Uba is this big, black, scary lady. And Aaron's oh, just got to, you know, push that yes. agenda one more time. You know what I'm saying? I was so glad, too, to see Uba defending Pavit. I also cheered out loud when she called out David for making a big deal about her being single. I wish we saw more of this Uba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was so refreshing to see this. And she picked a lane. I think Uba has been playing both sides the whole season, which is mm. annoying. But so has Erin. Because the way she goes and blabs to Sai, she's like, not a big deal. Not a big deal. But, um, you know, like, Uba's mad. She's yes. such a traitor. Yeah, I like this Uba. It's very unfortunate she waited for the last minute for her to come out. Cause yeah, I like it too, but so late in the season. So Bryn brought Sai to Central Park to pick out a tree in memory of her Mimi. And here we go, guys. Buckle up, because Sai's talking about her mom again. You know, the mom that she never likes to talk about. Yeah, that one. And I don't know how this makes it worse, but it fucking does. Bryn had already heard the incense story that Sai was telling her. She was like... I laughed at that so hard. I'm like, <laughs> oh, this little rambly bitch. But Sai, you know, doesn't even care. She says, so anyways, my mom used to make me sell incense uh. to people in Central Park. So this woman who doesn't talk about her mom ever is so offended by Jessel even bringing her up is actually out there talking about her mom so much that she is repeating herself and repeating the stories about her to people. Anyways, they meet up with some arborists and they pick up the perfect tree that is up for adoption. And I am not trying to discredit this operation whatsoever. I'm sure that they are absolutely legit. And this is a beautiful idea. It's beautiful. But I'm definitely wondering how many other people own that tree as well. Right? Like, am I the I only would, one? <laughs> yeah, the only thing I was thinking, I'm like, maybe they put a plaque there so other people will see it. But yeah. But there was no mention of plaque. There was no mention of plaque. No, no. It seems a little shady and a bit, honestly, boring. TBH. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was, there was a hug. She hugged the tree. That was yeah, nice. she, she definitely hugged the tree. There was a lot of... Brynisms. I'm know. surprised she didn't get up on top of the tree and start riding it, honestly. Yeah, I, I know. Talking about big trunks. There, there was yeah. lots of potential. She missed the hardwood sentiment. Yeah, yes. she missed so many things here. Maybe it's because it's her Mimi. She just didn't want to, you know, despair. I mean, her. she was emotional. She got very upset. Not, not in a bad way. I think it was like a happy, emotional. And Sai explains that she and Bren have a very close relationship and that Bren <laughs> is like a little sister to her. I would like to point out that this was likely due to the fact that they bonded over their shared similarities. Sai said, I understand what Bren is going through a lot because I've been through a lot of the things that she's been through. Obviously two different situations, but she's like a little sister to me. This from the same fucking woman who lost her mind at Jessel when she was trying to relate to her about losing someone to alcoholism. Again, someone who has been through something similar, not the same, 
similar, like Sai's lack of introspection and her willful obstinance. It's insane at this point. It is, it's insane. It's awful. And a lot of people are saying, you know, without Sai, what would happen on this show? And okay, fair. She drives the drama, but you could you could easily replace Sai with someone else who has actual drama. I'm a little bit confused by that. Without Sai, I think it would have been a lot more pleasant to watch. You need drama, though. Who, I think Aaron could have done it. Like, Sai doesn't cause drama except by yelling. Yeah, she's very angry. It's not even Sai's drama. She is picking on another cast member. She's I think if Sai wasn't there, exactly, we would have had a lot more space to maybe learn about Uba. To yeah. learn about Jenna. Exactly. Learn more about Jenna's lashes and the other businesses that Jenna has to share with us. Um, I don't know. I think Sai took up space. I don't think we needed her at all, but I hate her. So, you know, I might be a little biased. Yeah, I have a horrible feeling she'll be back next year, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. So Jessel is in Jenna's apartment where she is having a photo shoot for her new jewelry line. And Uba arrives and is here to support Jessel and gives her advice on how to, like, set the model up properly and certain strategic things. And I really loved how the three of these women came together. And I, for the first time, I feel like I'm starting to see genuine friendship. And Mm -hmm. it's between these three. I wish we could have had this earlier. I really do. I know. Probably wouldn't have been organic. They had to have known each other yeah, to get for there. Sure. For sure. There's something just so perfect about Jessel setting up a photo shoot for her new venture in Jenna's apartment while Jenna is just like nonchalantly in the corner putting boxes together for another photo shoot with Naomi Campbell. Like a bit of a flex, but no big deal. NBD, NBD. I'm just Jenna Lyons. Like you, though, I loved that not only did Jessel ask for Jenna's lashes, but she also asked for her opinion on some of the shots. And she was thrilled to hear Jenna's advice. And like she used it. No question. I also mm-hmm. really loved that Jenna freely offered the advice. There was zero ego. It was just women supporting women. It was it was very cool. And then when Uba arrived after climbing up Mount Kilimanjaro in stilettos, It was the same vibe. She was there to give Jessel advice, give her tips, and Jessel listened and gracefully accepted all of it. It was just a lot of beautiful respect in this scene. Jessel takes Uba into the bathroom and filled her in on what Bryn told her in the last episode. Basically, Aaron and Sai are saying that Pavit said, I love Jessel because she lets me do what I want and that he's not wearing a wedding ring. Oh, I'm with Uba when she said... You know, a wedding ring has no significance as to whether a man is cheating or not. 100% it doesn't. Mm. She did say, like, you know, men who don't or wear them get hit on more, which, I mean, maybe not. But I like the sentiment (laughs) anyway, and I like her defensiveness of of Jessel. So Jessel's pissed, and she really is mad about this conversation. And she thinks this topic should be off limits. I mean, I disagree with that because it the, you're on housewives, okay? We always talk about the husbands. But on the other hand, it also isn't a Shannon Bedore type of situation. So I hope Uba continues having her back. We shall see. I love Uba for her quirkiness, but I also like her judgment calls because she seems like she's got good boundaries and also good ideas about right and wrong. Also, I'm beyond obsessed with Jenna's apartment. I think out of any house across any franchise right now, hers speaks to me the most. It's got the most character. It's just, it looks lived in, but fucking stunning. I love it. Switching over to something that is not stunning or interesting, I'm going to talk about Sai and Aaron and how they're meeting up to look for Venetian masks for Bryn's birthday bash. And this is where Sai tells Aaron she is still annoyed with Jessel and that Jessel called Aaron Sai's pet parrot. Aaron claims she doesn't care at all because it's not true. And yet, in the next breath, 
She's saying that she wants to drop kick Jessel for it. These two sentiments cannot exist simultaneously, Erin. And Sai, meanwhile, is like really dwelling on the whole mean girl comment. Jessel said it once, but it's the only thing Sai had to cling on to from the entire conversation. So paired with her total inability to form a sentence and verbalize the reason why she's feeling a certain way, she instead says that Jessel was repeating herself that Sai's a mean girl. She's a mean girl. And Sai thought it was pointless to talk about. But we know she's going to talk about it. Ad nauseum. <laughs> because we're sharing. Erin also tells Sai that when she met up with Uba privately at Bumper Cars, she brought up the fact that David asked her, why are you single? And she was saying people shouldn't ask anyone that. Obviously, they should not. Would anyone ask a man that? Truly? Sai says, no. David wouldn't want to offend anyone. But David did, Sai. You don't exactly. have a creepy old dude asking beautiful, any woman, any person, why are you so single? Because you're just so beautiful. It was the creepiest thing. Deal with it, Sai. Take ownership for once. I hate whenever somebody uses that as an excuse. I didn't mean to offend you. Okay, but you did. So, sorry. Yeah, really. And Aaron's telling her as a heads up, like, Uba's upset about this. She's offended. I just wanted to let you know. She even says, food for thought, Sai. To which emotionally stunted Sai replied, Uba is fine. She's very happy. She's in a good place. She's dating someone. Listen. <laughs> there, <laughs> there that is... was a dig. That was a dig because she's mad. Uba's mad. So now she's Exactly. The there is... Zero chance that Sai was not reacting in irritation here mm -hmm. and purposely sharing a secret of Uba's because she was annoyed that Uba was offended by David's comments. But let's be clear here. Sai is actually sad and afraid that her husband has stepped in it with Uba and Sai is feeling some anxiety about that. But because she's so emotionally stunted, she's only able to recognize that she's feeling uncomfortable. And so she lashes out in anger because that's the only emotion Sai is able to express. It's the Sai fucking special. She immediately regrets it as well. You can see it on her face. Now, Erin's feeling bitter because she feels that since she and Uba played bumper cars together, she is Uba's best friend. And she should be the one that the secrets were revealed to. Never mind the enormous fight they had in Anguilla. Yes, and the nasty comment, even in her confessional right before this scene was filmed. So <laughs> Yeah, never mind that. Never mind that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Small potatoes. Sai really is an angry person and an insecure person, at least in my opinion. And she's hurt. She's had trauma. I will never discount that. But it is too much because there's too much unresolved shit she needs to deal with to be a healthy, fun, loving person right now it's just a very angry person and that's all we're seeing as her emotion it's either that or look at me i'm hot shit i'm tough i'm so tough guys i'm so tough she needs a lot of therapy she just has no ability to express anything other than anger every other emotion that she has still gets expressed as anger and that is just the sign of a very broken individual I do feel sorry for her. I have empathy for her. But don't come on television in this state. And I think pretending is fine is only works for so long. But David, what the hell? Like, yeah. I, uh, say something to your wife. At this point in Sai's life, like in her career, in her, you know, role as a mother, she needs to have realized or had some level of introspection to have sought, you know, therapy. She's in another episode saying she's fine. She doesn't need any help. Like she is sticking yes. her head in the sand. So I do have empathy for people, but I don't really have that much empathy for Sai in these situations with the anger. It's, it's inappropriate. Anger is uh, the worst emotion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To other people. Yeah. Feels good to do it in the time, though, when it's yours. <laughs> oh, don't I know it. 
Uh, so seeing Jessalyn Povett prepare for the party really cemented for me how fucking awesome the two of them are. Like, Jessel is ready to rumble, even if she has no voice. <laughs> she's ready. But she's cool, and she's calm, and she's collected about it, because she knows that she's head and shoulders above these other dum-dums. Povett points out that the reason, or I guess he's suspecting the reason that these ladies are so obsessed with Jessalyn and Povett is probably because of problems in their own marriage. And ding, 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 we have a fucking winner here, people. It was so cool to me, too, when Povett joked about showing up with 10 rings on his fingers, and Jessel just calmly said, no, you're good. She is not here to play games. I think it's this kind of confidence in herself that makes her such a good housewife. Yes, she is confident in who she is. She's mm-hmm. confident in her marriage. And that is what really stands out, particularly about Sai. Erin, I think uh, definitely some of that, but she's kind of a mix. Oh, I love Poppet. Honestly, he's a great husband, a great partner, and I'd be thrilled. I heard a horrible rumor on someone else's podcast that they're starting this rumor that Povet has a family in Vietnam. And I'm like, guys, that's a, that's a, that's shady. They're starting the rumor or they heard a rumor? Well, they, they said their theory was Povet has a family in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. That he goes and visits for one day. Allegedly, Narelle. Allegedly. Yeah. What a stupid rumor. Stupid. I was horrified and honestly, I turned it off and unfollowed. So whose podcast was it? Allegedly. Carlos King. Carlos King. Wow. All right. That's gross. It was gross. Yep. Okay. Bryn, no matter what, no matter how inappropriate Bryn could be, she is so stunning and she looked ultra stunning on her birthday. David. Also thought Bryn looked pretty damn fine. Also, when he shows up with Sai, he literally hoos her and embraces her and compliments her. And I got the ick again. If this was David before last week, I would appreciate this from him. But now I hate it and I'm grossed out. And you're gross, David. You're gross. Yeah, I don't think there's a single thing that David could do now that's not going to give me the ick. And what a stupid fucking theme of a party if everybody is just immediately going to take their mask off because the lady of the hour isn't wearing hers. So lame. Right? Like, this was your idea, Bryn. You should be the one wearing the mask because everybody else is going to follow suit. Okay, and you guys already know about my thoughts of neutral colored balloon clusters. The ones, they (laughs) always do it. They always do it on these shows. Did you notice? <laughs> no, I didn't. We had another big cluster of off-white pustules <laughs> on the wall. Like, it would have cost her thousands of dollars for these balloons, and they were hideous pustules. <laughs> yeah. Pustules. I did not notice. If anything, I thought probably thought they looked great. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I refuse. I'm going to go back and screenshot it for you so that you can see the pustules. Are balloons the moment? Are they having their moment? Because they're everywhere. Neutral balloons are, and I think they're disgusting. They look like warts. Everything has to be neutral these days. It is. We have lost a little of the the vibe. Beige balloons. Okay. And the way, like, some are big, some are small. They're, like, in different levels. It looks like a disease disgusting it triggers something deep inside of me oh shit anyways uh also loved side dressing up as the hamburglar i thought that was fucking perfect because i'm also just really petty and i love that she was shooting for sexy but she landed in cartoon land instead (laughs) and then aaron and abe show up and they both rip off their masks immediately because nobody else has one on Except Abe struggled to remove his briefly, I think, probably because the mask in his fingers have become so slick from all of the grease and oil in his hair. Ugh, I would never want to touch this man's head. Oh my god. I was bummed that even Jenna and Sarah removed their mask immediately, and Jenna was so excited to wear hers. It was so lame. What a waste. Uba didn't even show up wearing one, I think, because she knew better. 
No shit. I wouldn't either, knowing these flaky bitches. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bryn does her whole hitting on Jenna thing and asks for a birthday kiss. Did she ask or did Jenna offer? I was kind of confused, but... I think... Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember either, but Jenna... Jenna obliged. Uh, then Bryn wanted more, so... She also joked about being the future Mrs. Lyons. Everything. Narell, everything inside of me wants to hurl when she does this. We all know I have a problem with people overtly flirting when in front of me, and I can't handle it, but it's just so much. Mm. Fuck, man, you and me both. We don't get a single episode where Bryn doesn't objectify someone or something or herself. We get it. You're a little sexy baby. Okay? You're the wittlest. You're the sexiest. You're the sexiest little baby. All right? We get it. The three-fingered scissoring motion to the camera. That oh. perfectly timed come-hither smile. I rolled my eyes so hard they fell out of my fucking head. This woman has one sexy note on her piano, and she just keeps hammering on it. She hammers on it. One note. Over and over and over and over and over again. It's, yeah. So, you're not alone. <laughs> I don't God. like it either. Because everyone is in love with Bryn. And I do see a lot of potential. I enjoy her. Trust me, guys. I'm not a Bryn hater. I just can't stand this. Other than her coquettish behavior, name one reason she's a good housewife. <sighs> Well, it's what she hides behind. I do think she can be vulnerable. I think she's fun. I think she does stir the shit up a little bit. So she does have some redeeming qualities, but, and she's beautiful, obviously, but it, it is, it overshadows everything. Right? She just, she wrecks it. She does. She wrecks she it does. all. Could, okay. I will go so far as to say she could be good. But she's standing in her own way. I just, she needs to learn some more notes on her piano, her housewife piano. I agree. I definitely agree with you. David is clearly embarrassed about how he looked bad on camera. So he pulled Uba to the side as soon as he got there and he apologizes to her for asking why she was still single. Uba got over it really quickly because it was awkward as fuck. They hug it out, but you know damn well she just wanted to get away to appease this little man and to end the conversation because she's pissed that he even knew about it. Aaron. Oh, I would be so pissed too that Aaron would make it even more awkward for me. So not only did I have to get asked this question in front of a group of people, now I have to be, you know, apologized to. There is nothing mm -hmm. worse, okay? Now our Queen Jessel arrives and she gives Bryn a big hug and acknowledges the hags very briefly. Hello. Erin is so pissed by this. She's so mad Jessel didn't kiss the flippin' ring because she said hi and starts to walk away. Good. As she should. No hug? No warm hello? And Erin just can't for the life of her understand what she has done to upset Jessel. Erin, Erin, honey, you reap what you sow. Sigh, of course, automatically defaults to, who cares? Who cares anyway? <laughs> Fuck. Um, excuse me, what did I do to her? I only constantly insinuated that her husband was cheating and heading to Vietnam to cheat some more and that he wasn't wearing his wedding ring. And that he doesn't love her for the right reasons. But like, what did I even do to her? Erin, of course, confronts Jessel about not saying hi to her in the right way and asks her if she's okay. This is one of those passive aggressive things you say to someone when you know they're upset with you. And it is so fucking annoying when people do this because she did say hi. You smarmy little worm. Jessel's like, I'm good. I said hi, but I've heard you've been saying all this shit about my husband. Erin, of course, cuts her off to claim that she didn't say this. Not one thing. Okay, but you did. You said all of that. Jessel's allowed to feel away about the things that you say, okay? I didn't mean for that to rhyme, you guys. It just came out that way. Um, 
at this point, I think, is when Sai flew in like the vulture she is. It's not that I don't like you. I just don't want to be best friends. Jessel hits her right back, though, with a, well, I don't want to be best friends either. And Sarah sighs fucking sourpuss face at that reply from Jessel. Jessel literally agreed and repeated back to you what you said to her. But Sai was offended. How dare you? And when Jessel is like, okay, cool. Are we good? Let's just go get a shot, okay? Sai cannot even control her anger and her repulsion that Jessel is mirroring her own energy back at her. So she stuck her fucking tongue out and made like hand gestures. Yeah, as Jessel walks away. This woman is so emotionally stunted and it's just not in a fun way to watch. It, she made like she pulled a face of anger and like like stuck her tongue out and like oh whatever fuck you Jessal like that kind that of stick your- is yeah exactly how I picture her like a little rascal like one of those mm-hmm. obnoxious little rascals who stick their tongues out six year olds okay I did not see that and I probably would have fallen over in my fucking chair if I had it's so pathetic. And you know what? I did like that Jessel did this because this is what Bryn has kind of been telling her to do. Like, dude, give it back to her. Give it back to her. She did in the most Jessel way. And it worked. Aaron then, of course, gaslights Jessel and says, I have tried with you lately. I've heard horrible things you've said about me. And like your notepad, I am so a above Jessel, and I don't lash out like you do. Jessel lies here and denies having the notebook. Why? Don't do it. Don't lie. Erin tells Jessel, calling me a pet parrot is ridiculous. And Sai and I are not the same person. Jessel says, every time we get into an altercation, Erin, it's the two of you against me. <laughs> I was living for the energy that Jessel was giving off in this moment. I take back what I said last episode because I agreed with Bryn that Jessel needed to shut these bitches down and I wanted her to go for them hard. Seeing the way that she's handling it now, I see her genius plan. It's playing out and it is perfect. She's trying not to laugh at them in their face and it is the absolute best way to play it because nothing else will grind their gears more because they're the ones that should be laughing at everybody else they're the mean girls who are looking down on others Bryn enters the chat at this moment and she's kind of pushing Jessel to stick it to these bitches and stand up for herself she says there's a way that Jessel can do it in her tone and with her loveliness without being ratchet and I'm sorry but That is actually exactly what Jessel was already doing. Literally. Right? Bryn's annoyed that Jessel isn't going to do it her way, but Jessel's doing it her own way, and it's playing out so much better. Thanks anyways, Bryn. But Bryn, you know, decides at this point that she wants everyone to air their grievances. What a wonderful party game. So bad. So she starts things off by telling the entire group, that Pavit called Sai bipolar and then says that he took it back and, you know, instead called her a fucking bitch. This was a super fucking shady move. Very, very twisted to do something like this because Pavit did take it back. He heard what everybody said in the moment when they explained to him and educated him on why that was a really bad thing to say. He genuinely took it back and replaced it with, okay, she's a fucking bitch. We can all accept that. That's true. I wanted to ask if you clocked Jessel and Aaron at this point after Bryn said that Pavit called ha- uh, called Sai bipolar. Aaron says a little bit too quickly, that's so fucked up. And then she started cackling about it. And Jessel was looking in her direction, and they were both laughing, like looking at each other and laughing. It was like a shared moment between them. It was weird. I don't know what it meant, because it doesn't really fit in with the storyline at all. I saw that. I took note of that, because it didn't fit at all. And 
why are Jessel and Aaron now suddenly like, <laughs> we're laughing, laughing about Sai. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe I could even see if it was Jessel laughing on her own. Like, oh my God, this is so awkward. Oh, poverty he's so funny. <laughs> but it was maybe Aaron did something that we didn't see off camera. Who knows? Maybe. It was interesting though. Very interesting. So Sai then tells Pavit she has to be straightforward with his wife because sometimes she lies, like the Vietnam trip. Jessel says, oh, who cares? And this is where Sai explodes with, no one gives a fuck, Jessel, which made <laughs> me laugh so hard because Sai, Sai, clearly you do. You care too much. And she is just screaming and yelling at Jessel. And even Jessel's like, well, obviously you care, Sai. Look at you, you freak. <laughs> what the fuck? Obviously, you do. You are yelling at me. You oh care. God. You care a lot. She goes right into raising her voice. The moment Sai is confronted or anxious or uncomfortable about anything, she goes from zero to 100 every single time. And it is just, it's so grating to watch. I think she's used to plowing through others in arguments with her anger and her like abrasiveness, her loudness. It's so, I hate to use the word aggressive to describe women, but what other word am I looking for here, Sarah? I'll go with abrasive, I oh, guess. Yeah, it is abrasive, but it's bullying behavior, like yeah. you said before. And she's that plowing. Is the issue. It is. And we don't see any other side. It's either anger or, look at me, I'm so tough. I'm so tough. I'm so emotionless. I'm so tough. And then anger. And then hunger. Oh, and hunger. Yes, there's no fun. There's no fun here. There's no happiness. It makes me wonder about her own marriage. She yells, obviously, I have to fucking yell if you're not going to fucking comprehend what I'm fucking saying. Like, that is abusive. That was a really abusive thing to say and a really abusive way to say it. Our Queen Jessel, though, didn't raise her voice at all. Not even a decibel in retaliation. And this is an absolute power move. She stays so cool. And I think that's the one thing that really drives them nuts. Sigh especially. Because they cannot push her over the edge, no matter how hard they try. Because Sai needs no pushing at all. She can be standing there, minding her own business, and the edge just looks at her, and Sai flings herself over it. Sai flies off the edge all the time. I think it drives her nuts that Jessel, she can't push Jessel. But then the two mean girls go in again on the Vietnam bullshit, because they're both just so desperate to be relevant at this point in any way and to paint Jessel as the villain. But babe, your bullshit is crystal clear, okay? We see you for who you are. Pavit defends himself again, and Uba interjects and asks the most important question of the entire season. Why is that important? And little Miss Erin cannot contain herself and says, like the parrot she is, it's lie after lie, and it's annoying. Well, you know what's more annoying? The face that Sai makes as Jessel storms away when she, Sai like postures and yells, well, I'm going to go get my pet parrot. And her head is wagging around. It's just, there's so much ugliness inside of this woman. Oh, yeah, truly hard to watch. So Jessel tells Sai and David, it is hard for her to open up. And which she has said in the past. And Sai tells Jessel, all I want is to know about you. But Jessel isn't buying it. Neither am I. Then Aaron comes out in a goddamn parrot mask. And she gets way too much credit from both Jessel and Jenna, in my opinion. I didn't find it clever or funny. I found it very lame. But anyway, I, I kind of do think Aaron's buzzed up right now at this party. And she thinks she is the main character in this episode. I, I, I gotta, I'm going to say something controversial, but I found her more entertaining this episode than any other. She was like peak drunk, maybe. And she just kind of let the guard down a bit. Mm-hmm. 
I found her annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she is very fucking annoying. For me, it was the like, you guys, come, come, come on, come on, come. Mm. You're going to want to see this. Trust me. Come on. Come here. I'm going to do something funny, you guys. It's going to be hysterical and iconic. Come watch me. That really kind of sealed it for me. I was like, fuck off. I think it wasn't that funny or clever either because it basically was just a true depiction of what we have already seen throughout the entire season, but this time with feathers. Anyways, Bryn's cake came out around that point and I was fucking dying at Jenna. She's like trying to pop the balloons with those little flame throw a Roman candle things. And Bryn's like panicking to get her to stop because of the helium and the O2. And I'm a chem major. And then also loved that the cake was just like a stack of books. But Bryn and her over the top, over sexualized self way of doing everything. It was just perverse. It was inappropriate. I was no longer laughing until I was laughing again because she tried to high five all the guys after doing that like handshaking hand you're all getting a hand job from me or whatever she said yeah she goes to try to high five the guys after and nobody would high five her it was such a quick little clip she's like (laughs) high five (laughs) they all just looked away oh it was so great and then that comment that jessel made just i think it deserves an oscar If Bren could be slapped by a thousand dicks on her birthday, it would be her ideal scenario. (laughs) Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Oh, Bren, such a character. I want to know how many times that Abe has propositioned Aaron to try to convince Bryn to swing mm. with them. And that's why Aaron got so mad about the when you're divorced, give me a call, Abe the babe. Ooh, good theory. She's given Lala's The Dawn vibes to me. This is all I could think of, The Dawn. Uh, so I, I just can't handle like the whole hand job thing and the guy. Hi, guys. That's kind of- oh, no. Too much. Anyway. Yeah. I get I get too awkward. Well, I feel you. I don't like watching it either. Uh, I think it was at this point that Sai, Aaron, and Jessel all sat down together and Sai continued to try coming off as a badass by telling Jessel that, you know, sometimes you make me sick. In a joking way, I guess, but she's over it, so fucking hallelujah. She also tells Aaron that she's annoying, too, so I was thinking in this moment, like, maybe we're going to have some fun for the remaining three minutes of this episode? Maybe? Maybe? <laughs> uh, nope, nope, nope. Because sweet little Bryn bursts our bubble, Norelle, by yelling out with a very silly smile on her face, by the way. Uba, I hear you have a man in Connecticut. Erin and Sai's face. It was, they were horrified. Shocked. Shocked and dismayed. And did you notice that Erin looked at Sai right away to see how she was going to react so she could parrot her response? Oh, oh my God, Sai, how do we feel about this? And then Uba was pretending not to know what a Connecticut is. Kind of like you and I were at the beginning of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the producers flash back and prove that Uba knows exactly what a Connecticut is. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. She was like, what is a Connecticut? Yes, yeah, so good. Oh, And Uba. then she's, you know, used to drive to Connecticut <laughs> all the time. Anyway, Erin says that Sai filled her and Bren in on all the details in the circle of trust about this Connecticut man. And Uba is pissed. That Bryn mentioned it on camera. Oh, yeah. And Sai takes a little accountability when her and Uba are talking, but denies telling Bryn she said Connecticut at all, which is, come on, how would Bryn know that? Bryn says, Sai said the Connecticut thing, I can't even say it now, the Connecticut thing on camera. But this is where Sai flips the fuck out on Bryn and starts screaming in her face and storms away. I never said Connecticut on camera. I never. What a silly thing to get that enraged about. Why does she think that that was somehow her saving grace? I never said where. 
I said you were dating someone and it's your business. But I never said where. Like, uh, whether or not you told Bryn on or off camera, you were the only one that Uba told. Okay, so the buck stops with you, my friend. At this point, I think we know Sai exploding into yelling for no reason is her tell for when she knows she's wrong and she doesn't know how to express her discomfort. She goes to rage. She's trying to push it off onto Bryn as well in this moment. And that's something that someone like Sai would try to do to try to deflect the blame. But she's totally wrong. It's on film. There is nothing she can do about it. Like, we've seen you do it. We know you did it. And I love that for us. I love it. What I don't love is that this is the end of the finale and the end of the season. And the drama so far has been so lame and so petty. But you know what I do love? Love that it's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. It it was yeah. ugh, it was a hard watch. Yeah, yeah. I will be interested to see how the reunion goes now that the women have seen themselves. Yes, I have a feeling the reunion might actually be very good. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. I hope we see Aaron and Sai turn on each other. Ooh. Right? I did see a preview where Sai is bawling. So that's interesting. I'll try not to be happy when that happens. Gleeful? <laughs> yeah. Your tears bring me joy, bitch. Joyful. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm excited for Legacy New York. I hear that's coming back and I cannot wait. When is that coming back? I don't know. I just heard it's coming back. I, I know nothing. Who's who's on it? <laughs> I don't know if Ramona is on it, but I'm pretty sure Luann, Sonia. Um, who else am I thinking? Luann, Sonia, uh, Dorinda. Dorinda? I'm pretty sure. Wow. I am okay. almost positive. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Well, I think, you know, we've got a good reunion to look forward to, hopefully. At least we know she, you know, Sai cries. So we've got something, okay? Cry and Sai. Cry and Sai. But on that note, you guys, until next week. Can I just say something? Yeah. <laughs> cry and Sai. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See what you did there? Cry and Sai. There's cry and Sai. There's cry and Sai. And then you cry and sigh. That really is who she is as a person and just embodies. Like, sigh was named after that sigh you make when you're crying. That's right. Tears and frustration. That's the name. That's her. That's her mom knew. (laughs) Oh, let's not talk about the mom. Let's not talk about the mom. Take that out, girl. Anyways, anyways, guys. uh, Until next time, stay truthful. And not hopeless. Bye. Yeah, love you. Bye. Don't talk bye, about bye. the mom. Okay. Bye. Bye. Parrot. Parrot. Squawk. Squawk. Pet parrot. Pet parrot. <laughs> Pet parrot. Pet bye. parrot. Bye. Bye.